welcome to a new podcast, a spawn of the Film Exiles podcast. This is the Ronin Council. Um, today, it's Velcro 16, Millennial Mike, however you want to call me. Uh, that's spelled wrong with K, by the way. Uh, and we have <laughs> Pranav also with us. Uh, how's it going today, Pranav? I'm doing fine, Mike. Um, very excited for this anime pod, discussing some weeb shit. <laughs> um, <laughs> how are you, Mike? I'm doing good, man. Also excited. Um, so basically, what is the Ronin Council? Like, why did we start this podcast? What? Why did we do that, Pranav? Like, why are we even here? Like, what's the point? Okay, so we're here basically to do what we've been doing with the Exiles podcast, but with anime. So basically, dis- discuss, dissect, and critically analyze the animes that we love and we um, are excited to watch um, uh, and also dive into Asian um, the Asian media uh, as a whole, like mm-hmm. uh, J- J-dramas, K-dramas, um, Japanese movies, live-action ones. Um, yeah, I was really yeah. excited about that too. Like, mm-hmm. just kind of doing anything that's tangential to anime, to Asian uh, cinema, drama, other medias like that. Because, you know, with the exiles over there, they have a lot of Hollywood content to take care of on their own. So this mm-hmm. is going to give us some more opportunities to kind of do anime and other things in the same kind of, I guess you could say literally the same realm in that area. Mm-hmm. Um and, and diversify what, our con- content, right? Absolutely. And that's also why we call ourselves the Ronin Council. We're not just, you know, anime central or something like that, which is super uh, generic. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, it's oddly specific and super generic at the same time. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so um, basically, we kind of talked about, you know, why we started the podcast. We talked a little bit about, about what we're going to be discussing. But let's kind of bring it home a little bit. Um you know, I know for me personally, kind of what got me into anime, but I want you to go first, Pranav. What kind of got you into anime? What what first started you off? Okay, uh, my first anime would technically be uh, Card Captors Sakura. Mm. It was on Cartoon Network on Toonami. Yeah, that's based on a clamp, uh, a clamp manga. They do a lot of good stuff. They do um, uh, Angelic Lair, uh, yeah. Ray Earth, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They do... Uh, was that one X? Um, they they do like a bunch of uh, really good like shojo manga. Mm, shojo, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I I didn't know about anime. I didn't even know that was an anime. I just watched it because it was in Toonami, and it was interesting. And I, the next for foray into anime would be on Nick on Animax. There was a channel called Animax, mm. which which. Uh, cater to anime just anime in asia nice 24 7 just anime right and this was available to us and i just uh, uh i was on my vacation i think during third grade and i uh switched on my tv and was right there i was fascinated by it the animation mm. style was totally different from the cartoons that i had mm. watched and I think the first one that I saw was Samurai X, or also oh. called as Roni Kenshin. Mm. Yeah, he's another Ronin. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice con- connect, right? <laughs> uh, 
That's what it's all about. <laughs> I love that. I, I I never watched the Samurai X series, the 50 episode series, but I did really enjoy the OVAs, like OVA. Trust and Betrayal. Yeah. Ronan, yeah. yeah, that was that's some good stuff. Yeah, the, the OVAs are uh, great stuff uh, mm-hmm. and more grittier and more, uh, um, uh, what do you call it, ruthless in, in its portrayal. Yeah, well... Um, yeah, when you know about the character, you know, a peaceful Ronin who's decided never to take a life, you know, basically a, um, a pacifist samurai, then, but he came from a very violent background. And basically, yeah. the, the trust and betrayal was kind of, that was his, that kind of started from when he was originally in, you know, in the war. War, uh, yeah, cool, kind of. As Batosai, you know, the, the slayer, mm. you know, and mm. he slowly transitioned into, well, yeah, it talked about basically how he got to the point where he transitioned into his pacifist um, self. So yes, so the anime is more shonen. Yeah, yeah, I would say yeah, the anime is more shonen, but the original, like the the not the well, the OVA is more of a seinen. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. I'm not sure how you pronounce that. I think it's, it's seinen, right? A seinen, seinen. Yeah, yeah. I think that's we're all anime good. culture experts, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> No, if you hadn't noticed, yeah, yeah, uh, but um, yeah, no, I, I really, uh, I really like that a lot too. Anything else? Uh, Inuyasha, um, that was also on uh, at the same time. Tsunami, uh, right? No, 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 on Animax. Okay. I yeah, don't and Animax. Yeah, it, it, I think it's an Asia-specific mm. uh, channel. I think it started from Singapore. Mm. Yeah, they had they reached out to almost all of Asia and had a pretty good uh, channel. They used to dub their own anime mm. uh, for the English audience, right? Mm. Uh, and that was that was good too. Their dubs were good, so um, I got a lot of anime from Toonami and Animax. Toonami gave us um, Beyblade and Pokemon too. Digimon, yeah, mm. these three were the big ones d- during d- my d- d- Digimon. <laughs> love it man oh, yeah <laughs> that movie man remember when um what's his name what the, the main character he was blowing the whistle mm-hmm. you know um and then the, the the orchestral version that music started playing and then oh. uh, was, was it graymon or or i forgot who it was uh because they were fighting like this big, like you know, this big Digimon. I just love that movie so much. I I need uh-huh. to watch it again. Honestly, it was man. They don't make it like they did. Like oh no, they don't. <laughs> yeah, that was that was insane. But <laughs> yeah, so that's my introduction. Uh, what about you, Mike? Um. Well, I I think for me, it started really with my introduction into 1980s cart. Cartoons, Saturday morning cartoons, mm-hmm. but a lot of the 1980s Saturday morning cartoons here in the West were actually highly edited versions of Japanese anime. So you have like anime like, um, you know, Voltron, which is Beast oh. King Go Lion in uh-huh. Japan. Um, you have what they called over here Battle of the Planets, which was in Japan uh, called Gachaman, Science, Science Ninja Team Gachaman. Yeah. yeah. Uh, animes like that. So I think it was really back in the day um, when it, when Hulu first like came out, 
or early when it came out. Um, I one of the first animes that was on there or, or TV shows that was on there that I watched was Voltron. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had the they had all five seasons of Voltron on there. Mm-hmm. Well, five seasons that were released up to that time. It didn't include because the thing is, like, like I was saying before, all these shows were highly edited. Mm. At the time, they liked what the Japanese were doing with their animations, but they mm. wanted to cater it for "quote unquote" American children audiences. Yes. <laughs> so they cut out huge swaths of content from the episodes. They redubbed it, but when they redubbed it, they didn't keep the original like words or even the original intent of what they were talking about, what they were saying. Some of the stories were completely redone. They even had American animation studios add in like scenes or still pictures to change up the story. Cause like maybe in the original story, a character like dies, but what they'll do Mm. is they'll make it to where he just walks off or he disappears or he decides he doesn't want to do it anymore and goes away or, or something like that. Like basically they, they they basically marvelized it. Like they, they Disney fight. They nerfed it. right? They nerfed it. Exactly. Uh. That's what happened. So but at the time, though, because the funny thing is, regardless of how much they edited it, mm-hmm. you could still see through all Ooh, of that. Yeah. And you could still see that, like, like, man, like, this is pretty like this is pretty intense. There's some real stakes. There's some real drama. There's some real um, what's the word uh, like danger there. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, stakes, right? Sure. Yeah. Um, there's there's probably another word for it, but consequences, consequences. And I got really attached to it. So I'm like, man, this is really good. Like, you know, this style. And later on, I started watching Battle of the Planets, which mm. both both, by the way, my parents, my dad got me into because this was what he watched as a kid. And he, of course, watched the American edited version. And that's what he knew. So he really loved it. Um, I remember in the battle of the planets tv show they added this character in called seven zark seven it's basically just a ripoff of uh, r2d2 but <laughs> he has this like he has these arms that come out of his sides with like these gloves on with these mickey mouse gloves so he can pick things mm. up and he had this really mm. annoying high-pitched like nasally voice well not so so much nasally <laughs> but he would just basically he would literally just like on his little conveyor belt like you know feet whatever just like walk back and forth back and forth and just talk about what was going on in the the story he was narrating the story and Mm. i'm like why are you telling us this we can see it like i'm not stupid Mm. (laughs) (laughs) but the later on you know because sometimes what he did was kind of charming sometimes it was kind of funny but all in all i just felt like i was wasting time because after the the 20 or so minute episode was over you know, most of them are like 20, 25 minutes or whatever. It felt like most of the time was wasted just watching Seven Zark Seven back at the base or whatever. But it turns <laughs> out all of that stuff was actually added. None of that was uh, there in the uh. original. Um, and when I found that out and I watched the original version of Voltron, you know, Beast King Go, Beast King Go Lion, and Science Ninja Team Gotchamon, mm. 
my eyes were open. And that's when I realized, <laughs> oh, so what this is, is this is Japanese cartoons and this is called anime. And when I realized that, hey, there's anime that never even came over here to be edited in the first place. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> I'm like, okay, now it's on. And I, I kind of went nuts with it. You know, Hulu had a lot of anime back then and they even have more anime now. So I watch a lot of on Hulu, uh, a lot of those uh, really super mega shrunken down versions of the episodes that you have to watch in three parts on YouTube. <laughs> you know, <laughs> they have like that little that you know, Espanol or whatever. You have to watch it like with, you know, Spanish subtitles or whatever. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, so that's basically like my beginnings in anime and uh, and, you know, it was good. Tanami also, I, I, I do remember watching Dragon Ball Z, that was a big one. Ball, I really yes. enjoyed that. Um, so yeah, you know, it, it's uh, and then later on, of course, when I got a job, <laughs> I could afford things like Crunchyroll, buying actual DVDs and box sets, and now here I am. I'm I'm full on uh, full on weeb. Correct <laughs> <laughs> term so. is otaku. So yeah, otaku. That that's the politically correct term, right? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, are we doing the whole politically correct thing, or are we are we gonna just do ourselves? <laughs> are we gonna do ourselves? <laughs> uh, that's what I thought. Okay. Um, so, why don't you talk about? Uh, we start talking about our top anime. So, Pranav, what is like your? What would you call your top three animes? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're gonna hate this, but my I top I three <laughs> my top three uh this one you're gonna love. Um my first uh, top uh, the, my number one favorite anime of all time is Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Good man, good man. <laughs> yeah. That's some good stuff there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I remember watching uh just the first one, two thousand three version, uh Full Metal Alchemist on this channel that I told you about, Animax. Um, it was uh, maybe f- 40 episodes long. And mm-hmm. I, I think I finished the whole series. Uh, I watched it every day as it uh, came on the channel. And my brother watched it along with me. And it was fascinating. The the story, the, mm. the weight of it, you know. Yeah. It wasn't some Bracha. random anime. I love that yeah. song, Bracha, yeah. Mm. Yeah, mm-hmm. love it. <laughs> and like, you see them losing their mom, mm. trying to bring them back, and you see them almost dying because of it. Right? Mm. Like they they did die. They didn't almost die. They did die, and in a very brutal way. And how the the after effects of it, and like being stuck in an armor that that, that shit they got to me like. When mm. I was um, maybe what uh, in fourth grade or something, yeah, and it, it just real consequences. Me. Yes, yeah. I was like, "What? The, what the is whole going show on? is about consequences. Like, it's literally yes. about consequences. Like, yes. you know, it, it's great. It's great. Everything has and, consequences. Yeah, yeah. And uh, uh, the ending was just heartbreaking, and I was like, "Ah, oh, man, why? <laughs> why? Why is this happening? I was, uh, I was." I was I was heartbroken, but, but then drama. I, yeah, but then I heard that it wasn't accurate to the comic, you know, mm. I uh, and that they had to divert from the comic because the the comic ran out, you know, mm. so they 
they didn't wait for it to complete before they completed their anime mm. and which i appreciated because that's what you should do you know mm-hmm. uh, sure. in, yeah and so when they announced a sequel not, not a sequel a reboot in 2009 a remake i was yeah. remake yes i was a bit skeptical um and um, i randomly caught one episode um in between on this channel and a random episode and me and my brother were watching it first of all we 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 only watched dub till then yeah because the animax channel only showed dub you know mm. and we were used to it you know we felt japanese sub just uh, a japanese dub felt weird so uh, and this this anime was the first time they tried uh simulcasting it like whenever it aired on in japan the same time it would air in india too and in in japanese mm-hmm. so i wasn't interested at all and i caught this random episode with scar in it and i felt like they changed the story completely what what is going on i don't understand i i, I didn't give it a chance i left it and then i came back to it later on for some reason and mm-hmm. i just fell in love with it i just i i couldn't believe the complexity to the story like the interweaving plots the uh the traps that the brothers set you know the plans that they go through uh, mustang and the gang yeah. was amazing the ending was Star. amazing car <laughs> yes it was just brilliant yeah an, an incredible antagonist yes <laughs> i say that with a lot of hesitation antagonist <laughs> he's an anti-hero though right yeah. no he is but the thing is he goes he goes like hard on like uh, both oh. ways you know yes he doesn't <laughs> he he is so doing his own thing but yeah, that is 100 percent. man he he did such a good job with really like he there was consequences for everything he did You know, whether it was from himself or whether it was on on the other characters. That's why I mm-hmm. love that anime so much, because it never strayed away from, like, just the brutal, like, unwavering, unchangeable consequences of of, oh. of your actions. Like, Nina! Once on the, oh, <laughs> Uh, like oh, every man. time every time someone uh oh, new starts the anime on twitter and they post it on twitter it becomes a huge spectacle yeah yeah reaction to that third episode <laughs> <laughs> and they always always they post a pic of the girl and the dog together oh. and they say oh they're so cute and the next <laughs> tweet is what the fuck is going on <laughs> Uh, oh, man. it's uh, oh. yeah. That's such an inside like thing. Like, but is it really? Because the anime has been out for so long. But you know, and one thing I love too about Full Metal Alchemist too is that the Brotherhood. Like, I like both of them actually a lot. I like mm. both of them a lot. Mm. Um, of course, after I'm really happy that I watched it the way that I did. I'm happy that I watched Brotherhood when it came out, and I'm happy that I watched. Or sorry, I'm, I'm happy, happy I watched the original when it came out. I'm happy that I watched Brotherhood when it came out, like yes. in chronological order. Because if Brotherhood had come out, I probably wouldn't have felt the need to watch the original. But I really appreciate exactly. it. Yes, um, yes. Brotherhood improved on the original without making the original feel like completely like 
useless. Yes. It, it, it changed things. Like you could feel like, okay, this is similar, but it still kept you on your toes. It still had enough divergent story paths that it was completely, it was a complete joy to watch. And honestly, Brotherhood made me, it gave me hope in remakes. Like whenever I see something's being remade, Yes. I'm always skeptical, you know, mm-hmm. but especially yes, when bright shining example for them. Yeah, all. exactly. Yeah. Especially whenever there was an anime that came out that wasn't that great. Like mm-hmm. I always remember, okay, well, Hey, you know, full metal Alchemist is remade. So there's always hope. <laughs> yeah. They remade a classic into another classic that, that was, yeah. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. And you get like two of, you know, the same thing. You have both versions. You can love both versions. You can rewatch both versions. Yeah, yeah, and it's, it's there's certain scenes that actually I really liked in the original that I'm that I'm like I know where they took it out. Like I understand. Like I'm I'm so happy with the new one. Like the I remember the scene. It was um, was it Greed versus Ed and Alphonse when like uh, he, yes. he killed Ed right, and then Alphonse tried to bring him back. Like that was a really great scene that they didn't have in the second one, mm-hmm. but. You can see why, but like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was so good. Like, I love that, like, so much. So it's like, you know, they're both really, really good. So I can't really say anything bad about it, you know? Yeah. And they they really went hard for uh, with the Shonen tag, you know? Like, you don't usually see Shonens go this hard. No, no, (laughs) they don't. And it's really, yeah, they go really... (laughs) It's it's just, there's no, there's no, like, scene, there's no... uh, themes of like what what can i say uh oh friendship and uh mm. and there's not the, the, power yeah there's no there's none of these like super unrealistic you know sorry eyed ideals you know mm-hmm. as a matter of fact it's super it's it's realistic yeah. I, I won't say it's cynical but it's super mm. realist and yeah you know, consequences don't, there are no Nakama powers. Like, <laughs> it's over. Like, <laughs> and I appreciate that so much to be for a shonen. I appreciate that. Yeah. Okay. My number two would be Haikyuu. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I, I still uh, have to, I have to do that. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I try to get Mike to watch it, but. Mike being Mike, he just won't watch it. Ah. I'm trying. It's, it's, you know, okay, so let's just be honest here. I'm a, a huge shonen guy. Like, I've seen too many shonen and I'm just completely just jaded and burnt out on it. I just feel like all shonen is the same. And I started watching Haikyuu and I'm like, you know, this is basically just like Naruto, but it's volleyball. Like, <laughs> like you know, you have your Naruto, you have your bad boy Sasuke, and you have like, you know, the the village. You know, it's just like, that's just me. But go ahead. Yeah, but uh, okay, I'll give you the pitch for it so that, you know, you might be inspired to watch it. And anyone listening might be inspired to watch it. So this is a shonen. It has so shonen cliches and um, tropes in it. Definitely, because you in the Japanese manga industry, you can't uh, deviate from it a lot with without you know um, having tremendous luck, like with Full Metal. Mm. Uh, you need to follow certain formulas and stuff. But Haikyuu 
kind of bends around these conformities in such interesting ways. It's basically a feel-good anime. It's an anime that you can watch when you're down and you want to feel good about yourself. You <laughs> I'm an exile. I don't want to feel good. <laughs> so it's basically under underdog story, right? Uh, about a uh, about a guy who's short who wants to play volleyball, but he has incredible reflexes and he can jump really high. So he can compete the with the big. <laughs> so he can compete <laughs> with the big guys, you know, but. Uh, and he finds a rival and he ends up being in the same team as him that's that's the only surface level comparison to naruto you can get but after the first two three episodes there isn't this um um constant rivalry thing going on it's more of a friendship and su- uh, they support each other and um each character gets tremendous amount of uh, character development. And you don't see that in other sports animes or other animes in general. Even the opposite, the rival teams and the teams that are playing them in random matches gets a, a lot of character development. They show backstories to each character, their motivations for playing volleyball and like you don't have to follow the rules you don't have to uh, know the rules of volleyball to follow the anime it's really simple they explain it uh, early on and the uh, animation is just perfect the, the visual style it's not it's it's like nothing you have seen before like i've watched most of the popular uh, sports animes like um kuro kuroko's basketball oh, yeah, uh, yeah 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 slam dunk none of them compare in terms of animation style and visual flair mm-hmm. this is perfect and the score the score is out of this world like they have this classical violin um the piano combo for most of this uh, tracks right mm-hmm. and it's if you just listen to them just google supernatural haste ost from haiku and you wouldn't be you won't be disappointed it's so good so that's basically my pitch it that's a good a sh- pitch a lot, yeah, of, a lot of energy there <laughs> <laughs> it's a shonen that would uh that will definitely um um uh, surpass expectations for it and i i hate sports in general and i don't didn't care for volleyball at all before this but now i want to start playing volleyball <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, yeah, I, I I will get around to it. I promise, I will get around to it. Um, I'm when people recommend me anime, I I I have cold feet sometimes because I'm really like, yeah, there's, I get there's so much, there's so much. So yeah. it's uh, but I I'll try to. I have other things I have to watch as well, like new stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, my number three would be Shokugeki no Soma. Um, it's it's called Food Wars. uh shokugeki no soma um mm-hmm. it, it's it's is another shonen with a lot of shonen tropes in it oh yeah and <laughs> i i know i know enough about this i this is <laughs> this is why me and you we're not we're not going to get along on this podcast <laughs> you realize that yeah, and it, your, has, <laughs> you, it has you, some fan service in it 
But I'll tell you this though: the fan service isn't just for the sake of fan service. That's what they like, all say. Fan- <laughs> it's basically it's art. They, you they don't they understand show- the complexities. <laughs> <laughs> you don't reduce me to Billy <laughs> yeah. from Billy and Mandy. Yeah. So um, this this is a good anime in terms of what it's trying to put out. It's a underdog story again. It's about cooking, uh, cu- the culinary arts and stuff. <clears throat> and you really fall for these characters, the main characters. And again, it's not just the main character. You have a couple of supporting characters that get a good uh, spotlight uh, every now and then. And it's the, the food wars, the competitions mm. are really good. The way they show the cooking, the techniques that they use while cooking and the final product looks so good it's uh, only anime can do that you know mm-hmm. even live action or uh, traditional animation western animation wouldn't be able to show food that good looking and the uh, the ecchi or the fan service is basically to show food gasms like having an orgasm from having the food that's basically it. So if you can just get over that well, aspect that's of the it, gimmick. Like, why do you watch the show if you don't watch it for that? What's the point? Oh, I started watching for that in spite of it because I usually don't like uh, etchy or fan service. I uh, try to avoid it, but I heard it's a, a good underdog story, and I started watching it. And the, the way the story goes, it. Uh, how it deviates and shows uh, branches out and shows different side plots. Uh, the character development was really good and the score was good too. It really caught me off guard and I started loving it. Mm. Okay. Okay. Well, we'll have to see. Uh, we'll ha- hey, I agree with you on Full Metal Alchemist. I have yet to see about Haikyuu and I disagree with you on Shogaki uh, so, or Shokugeki, no Soma. So, um, that's uh, we're split right down the middle. We'll have to see. <laughs> Haikyuu is gonna either make me decide that you are not worthy, or you are. <laughs> that's gonna be the the deciding factor there. <laughs> but um, my top three, uh, the first would be the Dragon Dentist. Um, I love this anime. It was actually originally a Nihon Animators uh, contestant that I believe actually won the contest and was funded to become a two-part um, a two-part uh, OVA anime, each mm-hmm. one clocking in about 45 minutes. So it's like an hour and a half altogether. But mm-hmm. it's basically about the story of this like priestly class of, um, of people living in this village on top of a dragon. And the dragon flies, so it's kind of like a nomadic... Um, a nomadic lifestyle, right? Um, and the the priest class cleans the teeth of the dragon as payment for 
inhabiting its its body basically to to fly around. And of course, you know, there's the subjects and whatnot that also um, live on the on the dragon as well. Um, so basically, you have this really interesting world. And of course, there are different dragons that are flying around with whole entire like cities and towns and people with different lifestyles and cultures on top of them. And each dragon kind of represents the culture of each city, which is really interesting. You know, it's kind of all based around that. Naturally, the world building is very good because they go deep into how these people live and and the different challenges that arises and and the their everyday life. Um, it's very it's very interesting in that way. The design is very um, it's very shaft like. Uh, let me see who does the uh, so Studio Cara is the one who does it, but it has this very mm-hmm. like light and airy texture about it. Thin lines, very like you know very pastelish colors and it's uh it's really really artistic as as a lot of stuff from from neon animator is mm-hmm. um but i can't really say too much about it uh aside from like the overall aesthetic the the music is great and some of the twists that it take as well are very very good just the way that they the visual language in which they tell the story there's a lot of symbolism there's a lot of visuals flashbacks they use a lot of cinematic techniques that i love from watching movies but in but in an anime that is unapologetically animated it it really takes its animation seriously and it doesn't uh it doesn't hold back on doing things that only it can do and i i really appreciate when an anime does that so a fantastic anime it is a lesser known one but I have to say, it's definitely one that I highly recommend. It's like I said, it's only like an hour and a half. So if you can catch it, um, you know, I, I own actually I own it on Blu-ray. If you want to buy it, like it's totally worth your time. Um, hmm. You know, I, I, I think I'll give it a try because it looks fascinating. Yeah, the anim- well, the animation style. Have you seen any of the Nihon animator? Like, because every year they have a competition where they have basically like different animators make these little shorts, you know, usually about maybe 10, 15 minutes to, you know, 20 minutes or more, a little mm. short. Um, it could be, mm. it could be shorter than that. And they basically kind of just go all out. They go all in. It's basically just to kind of completely show off their abilities. Mm. Usually there's like a, one entry from every studio or from different studios in there. Mm-hmm. Have you seen any of the uh, Nihon animator stuff? No. Mm. Yeah, I, I definitely recommend it, and it's really it's really fun. It, it's just a great way to kind of see the creativity that's still because mm-hmm. sometimes you watch stuff in, and you independent get, creators, right? Yeah, yeah, and like indie stuff, you know. And mm-hmm. then whoever wins gets funded, basically. Yeah, that, and then yeah, they can, that that sounds awesome. Yeah, it's incredible. Because like when you get tired or bored, like oh man, everything's the same, or I need I need like a refresher. I need something to kind of keep keep things uh, interesting. That's a great way to do it. Mm-hmm. I'll give it a try, and I'll I'll search for these neon animators anime. They're all on YouTube. Check. You can watch it free. Mm, yeah, I'll check some of them out. See what catches my eye, and you know, follow mm-hmm. them. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, I'll have to go back and and check. Uh, and watch some of the older ones and maybe send you some recommendations. Cause there's a lot of, a lot of good ones. Um, mm-hmm. uh, the second anime that I, I really adore is actually a Netflix original called Violet Evergarden. Um, 
the animation in this is stunning. Um, it's got once again a super unique style. It's 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 detailed, like it's really detailed, but it's still impressionistic. It still looks like an anime, but just like the the aesthetic, the atmosphere, you know, water, the clouds, like the grass, every detail just seems to just glisten with like with just love and and attention. Um, the music accompanies this this aesthetic so well. And the story also does. It's just a beautiful, beautiful anime, and it's extraordinarily optimistic. Um, there are there there are very sad things, very dark things that happen in the anime, but it's all about hope in spite of that, and um, and that's kind of what really drives this anime. Uh, the the pr- the premise of it is there's a character who as she, as a young child, was an orphan during a war and was adopted by a, a military man and was basically trained as a, a weapon of war. <laughs> now, that seems to be pretty morally gray and cynical right away, but she grows an attachment to him. And there's kind of like a, as strange as it sounds, like a romance that kind of buds uh, uh, between them as, uh, as time goes on. And she and and later on, they become separated through, you know, certain uh, circumstances. Mm-hmm. And she basically doesn't know how to live her life, not taking orders in like in a military fashion. Like so she has a very hard time socializing. She she doesn't know how to speak to normal people well and communicate, you know, understand mm-hmm. basic social cues, things like that. And. Whenever anyone asks her to do anything, she does it. Um, Mm -hmm. So, and she also has, you know, there's definitely certain levels of PTSD there and things like that. But of course, you know, the the anime isn't focusing solely on that, but it's really a struggle for for the character. And it's great to see her interact with different people. She ends up getting a job delivering mail. Mm. uh, And then she gets a job actually writing, writing, um, writing mail for people who are unable to write who are literate themselves and Mm. for a company called i believe it's the auto doll organization or something like that or basically these different girls will go to all around the world to write for you know people of every class every every walk of life you know kings and queens uh Mm. or people who just need people to write for them and it's a very heartfelt story. Um, lots of uh, lots of misty eyes, <laughs> um, and it's just it's really just incredible. And you see so much character development as she starts to learn about um, how to live on her own and kind of forge her own path, and to kind of come to accept um, the the new life that she's living because she she lived a very violent life uh, when she was you know in the military but she's trying to you know become someone new so it's a really great story and it, there's an awesome character development in it and the art the music direction is all just like on a thousand percent or should I say over nine thousand that's, that's <laughs> yeah this isn't the podcast for that this remind me to, to edit that part out <laughs> it's over nine thousand. <laughs> oh, it's over nine thousand. Um, <laughs> yeah, this was on my list. I've I've heard 
a lot of people talk about it in real life and on Twitter. So I was going to watch it, but I heard it's like a, a bit somber anime. It has a sad ending or whatever. So I reserved it for later on when mm. when I I'm in the mood, you know, yeah, yeah. to watch something sad. I'll say <laughs> it's not. I wouldn't say it's a sad ending. It's a bitters a bittersweet ending. Like, you know, a really one of my favorite quotes from from I believe it's Scott McCloud. Um, I it's one of his books on. Uh, how to make comics, and basically you can really apply this to any sort of how to build a character, how to write stories. But I always loved his books. You know, I used to read them a lot when I uh, when I was really big into comics. Mm-hmm. But um, it basically went something to the to the effect of a an audience member needs to know what the character wants, but the author needs to know what the character that you're writing, what the story, the character needs. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what Violet Evergarden is a, a lot about. There are mm-hmm. certain things that she wants. There are certain mm-hmm. things that she desires. But there are certain things that the character needs to progress, to be the best that she can be. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the story, she becomes the best that she can be. She she gets past all of her grievances. She learns to overcome her difficulties, to connect to other people, Um and she's a better character. So in that regard, this is a very positive anime, you know? Mm-hmm. Now, there's a, now naturally, there's certain things where you're like, man, I really hope that this certain thing happens or whatever. And, you know, sometimes there's disappointments, you know? Mm-hmm. I would say, like, it's, it's a very emotional anime with a lot of ups and downs. And, like, you really empathize with the character. But it's not like a, a movie, like, or, or a, a series that... That's super cynical. It's dark. It it makes you actually like if you've seen a Star Is Born, it's like that. It's like, like oh, you haven't, right? <laughs> <laughs> Oops, sorry. <laughs> okay, now I'm not gonna watch it. <laughs> if, if it's like a Star Is Born, oh, okay. <laughs> you know, it's like I don't know. Yeah. I bet your description of this anime is better than the anime now. <laughs> <laughs> just like yeah, the Star Wars Born. Born was one of the best movies of the year. Okay, the part that we did on the movie was one of the best things I've heard. <laughs> But the movie didn't live up to it. Uh, oh man! Well, I'll I'll tell you this, right? Like Violet Evergarden is one of my favorite animes of all time. A Star Is Born is one of my favorite animes of the year. So it's a different, a whole different ball game. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. So. Yeah, right. I'll definitely um, w- be watching this. It's on my list. So, yeah, I'm going to watch yeah. it. And, it, especially and then High now, Season 10 comes out, and you're like, yeah, I'll have to hold that off for later. <laughs> uh, uh, okay. Well, um, and then my, the third, my third favorite anime of all time would be Death Parade, another Nihon animator uh, short. It was a short, um, you know, oh, OVA. Really? Yep. And oh. it was funded, became an anime. I think it's like 12, 13 episodes. Mm-hmm. It's done by uh, Madhouse, Studio Madhouse, which also did um, Madhouse did Hunter x Hunter. They did One Punch Man mm-hmm. and um, a lot of other animes. I cannot think of off the top of my head, but incredible animation work. Um, very atmospheric. It's very moody. 
but I wouldn't say it's dark. Basically, the premise is is that uh, if a character, if two characters pass away, if they die within the same area at the same time, regardless of whether it's uh, purposeful or incidental, then they are they're transported. Basically, they wake up um, in this this bar, like a saloon kind of place where you have all these like bar games, like uh, billards and pool and all that kind of thing. And each mm-hmm. of these games basically kind of like test these characters in like these metaphorical ways where mm-hmm. they bring out the inner character. And after the character, the two characters have gone through this, you know, little crucible or whatever, then they go they go back in this elevator, which they arrived in, and the, the elevator will either go up or down, right? And mm. that's kind of alluding to whether they were a good or a bad person, basically. Um, none of this is ever, like, really stated as fact. It's it's always kept – the whole anime, they treat this as if it's just another day. Um, mm. The people who run the bar, um, I forgot their names. I think one of the guys' names like Deckham or, or something like that. He's like the – the uh, the waiter there there's a few waiters actually and waitresses, and they're all kind of there to kind of facilitate the games and and you know serve them drinks and kind of just you know it's it's a really interesting premise. It's very simple in its approach, but it's very episodic because each character has a different story, and you get to kind of see like their lives and everything that led up to the moments of their passing and. Um, it's really, it's just really interesting. It's a, it's basically a character study, and I'm, I'm a huge fan of, of, you know, mm. books, anime, movies that really delve deep into characters, put them in boiling hot water, and see what they're made of. Yeah. And, um, you know, at first it seems it, as if the, the scenarios that they're put in are almost like, you know, malicious <laughs> in mm, nature, mm, you know. Yes. But yes. what's really, what the funny thing is, what. The, the reason why it, it turns out to be that way is because they're hiding things that mm. are that are usually dark in nature um, or very just, you know, unsavory in nature. And and you have to do these things to see kind of like what they're made of, what they, um, you know. Yeah, do they repent? Do they? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And um, and. Uh, also, too, when they first come, their 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 memories are very hazy. But mm. once they remember, that's mm. when once they remember all their memories, that is mm. when boom, the game is over, and then mm. they go back in the elevator. So it's it's really it's really interesting. The like I said, very atmospheric. Um, the characters are super interesting. The art style is amazing. The music, the opening to to Death Parade is one of the best oh, openings yes. of. Did you hear it? Yes. Oh, it's the best. It's done by um, a band called Bradio, and that mm. particular song is called Flyers, and it's just it's just amazing. Like it makes you want to dance. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> so, but yeah, I mean, just um, fantastic animes. I I definitely recommend them to anyone. You can all watch them. I believe most of these are actually are on, on either Netflix or Crunchyroll, or you can buy them um, DVD or Blu-ray. So really good stuff. Yeah. Um... I had seen this anime, like half of it. I was following it weekly, but then I had to drop it uh, midway. Uh, I think it's only like twelve I, or thirteen episodes. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, I, I, I think I watched like five, six episodes, and I didn't, I didn't drop it because I wanted to drop it. I just 
it just happened you know i stopped watching anime like i go through these phases of watching a lot of anime and not watching any anime so yeah. i just hit that phase and i just stopped watching it and then i just forgot about the uh, this anime and the other anime i was watching during mm-hmm. that period but yeah i need to go back and finish it i really enjoyed the game games look fantastic you know yeah. and and like you said the character analysis the um showing us the um inner workings of each character what they're made of mm-hmm. what what they would do what they wouldn't uh, testing their limits that was fantastic like yeah. each yeah. Car- each episode had that um that that spark that i really liked mm-hmm. yeah and yeah I-, i would recommend this anime too <laughs> Okay, so um a few more things to talk about before we kind of wrap this episode up. But like in the future is there anything like you kind of are interested in talking about cuz I kind of wrote down here on the list uh, a few things that I was kind of interesting interested talking about but maybe anything that pulled uh your attention specifically. Yeah, for me like uh shonen tropes, we need to like uh go in depth into them, see mm. what which of them work, which of them are are uh, really bad for the industry as a whole or what anime is utilizing them the best and what don't yes 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 what don't and uh, are some of them actually overrated uh, mm-hmm. or overblown you know yeah uh, are are people complaining too much about this just for the sake of complaining uh, there's a lot a lot to talk about in that um aspect yeah absolutely um something that i like to talk about is with anime like especially coming from cuz I I I love anime and matter of fact I probably deep down like originally more of an anime fan than I am a film fan I I started kind of an analyzing anime and really delving deep into it earlier mm-hmm. than I started doing that for 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 movies. movies and film and then later on I started doing that with with movies and film and i feel like i'm a lot more critical when it comes to film than i am with anime mm-hmm. and i want to know i want to talk more about why that is and if we need to start being more critical with the way that stories are told and delivered mm-hmm. and kind of handled uh, mm-hmm. with anime cuz i think mm-hmm. that you know with anime basically what you have is especially if you live if you live in and watch western cartoons cartoons are not meant to be taken seriously they're most of the yes. time 9 times out of 10 like let's just be honest here like most of the time now of course mm-hmm. you have you know like your pixar animations you have um you have other you know animations but i'm trying to think of anything else like most of the animations we have here are usually anthrop- anthropomorphic objects mm-hmm. or animals mm-hmm. talking in some sort of comedic fashion uh, adult animations that are like comedies mm-hmm. uh you have comic book you know adaptations what make a lot which make a lot of sense to be animations because they're they're cartoons already basically mm-hmm. um and, and then you have like your your big budget stuff you know you have like your your um your pixar your dreamworks stuff which is usually of a lot higher standard but it's still mm-hmm. typically aimed at families and mm-hmm. some of the stories that they tell can be deep they can be in depth they can be you know really you know 
serious in a certain from a certain standpoint, but most of the time not really. And it always has to be handled in a very sensitive way, so that way everyone can go to the theater and watch it together. Hmm. Whereas anime just doesn't seem to have that problem, so they're able to talk about certain subjects and handle certain subjects that are a lot more uh, a lot more mature and heavy in nature. And just that alone makes it feel like, okay, you know, maybe it's better quality. You know, it, it depends, you know, on what you're here for really. Mm. But um, that's kind of where I come at the whole subject from. So it's not like I don't like Western animation. You know, I do. And it's not really easy to, you can't really narrow every animation down by Western and Eastern or Asian anime either. There's, there's more to it than that. You have like your, your web series like Ruby and, mm. and, you know, other, you know, independent animation studios that don't really fit the mold, you know, either way. Mm. So there's a lot to it. And that's the reason why we're here is to kind of mm. talk about the standards that different kind of animes are held to and mm-hmm. you know what makes each one great but mm-hmm. what are your thoughts on that yeah most definitely like we need to just uh, talk about like how uh, the f- fandom the community uh, talks about anime rates anime and like um, the different standards we use when it comes to anime as opposed to other forms of animation animation and the the like you said, there there are vast differences between anime as a medium and uh, Western animation um, in general. Mm. But like uh, I think like there it's good that way because there's a variety mm. of media you can choose from. You can um, uh, that the, they can cater to. Um, so it, it's not all homogenized, uh, uh, you know, bland, just one thing, you know. Yeah. So yeah. in that sense, yeah, anime, uh, what they're doing is fantastic. Uh, I want them to keep doing that, and maybe um, lose a bit, a uh, bit of restrictions and conformities here and there. You know, yeah. make yeah. them uh, reach higher. Yeah, absolutely. And, yeah, and uh, we'd like to talk about other uh, topics like sub sub sources dubs like what the fandom talks about like what are their thoughts what are our thoughts objectively how does it you know uh, compare um which animes uh, do it better which animes do it worse yeah well etc that's actually a pretty that's a pretty deep uh, discussion to go into because, you know, most most of the time you get in conversation, it's really like, oh, I like this better. Or I like that better. Or I mm. understand this. Therefore, I like it better. Or mm. I don't understand it. And therefore, I don't like it's mm. usually pretty straightforward and simple. But really, when it comes to the quality of a sub or a dub, I mean, you have to actually like really scrutinize either one. Because, like, for instance, with exactly. a sub, you know, not all subs are good, you know, mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. You know, but the thing is, it's a lot harder to scrutinize that because you have to understand the original Japanese and mm. um, you have to really have a deep understanding of, of it from that perspective, which we don't. So mm. it's going to be interesting talking about that. But mm. <laughs> like I, I keep hearing, seeing and hearing this one dimensional um, argument, uh, subs uh, greater than dubs, you know, anyone who disagrees is 
uh, uncultured or whatever. You know, yeah. uh, uh, sometimes it's a joke. Sometimes you know people mean it. Sure. But like, I, I think we need to explore it so that you know we can get to the bottom of it and like see like what what is what like where can we say sub is better? Where sure. can we say dub is better? Why why we say that? Um, I think yeah. it'd be interesting to talk about that in relationship to each anime that we watch. Yes, I think yes. some there are some scenarios where I want to watch a dub of a certain anime, and then others where I want to watch the the uh, the subs. Oh, uh, yes. You know, so it really just depends on the particular anime, and I think that'd mm-hmm. be really interesting to talk about why we appreciated one or the other. Maybe I'll have to watch, you know, a pilot all the way through in both versions, so I can kind of mm-hmm. get a feel for it. Hmm. Other things that we you know we can talk about as well is um, like the health of the anime of the anime industry. Mm. We've talked about people have talked about this a lot, but I think that it's interesting how you know we're still we're still you know we're in 2019 now, and there's still great animes coming out every year. We have great anime movies, mm-hmm. but yet there's always this topic that comes up in the back of our minds. Oh, you know, anime's dying. Anime's not doing well. You know. Mm. Things like that, and I think that, I think that uh, we have to really scrutinize. Okay, what's actually being impacted by, you know, the health of the market? How much money that they're mm. making? You know, piracy, et cetera, mm. et cetera. Like, what what's really involved in all of that? Um, that'd be interesting to talk about too. Yes, and um, other general topics like uh, CGI. Use Ooh. of CG, CGI, 3D, 3D and traditional 2D, yeah, mm-hmm. frames per second, like some, like, you know, there are animes that have done it really badly and like, mm. we, we, like Arjun, the first season. Mm-hmm. And uh, other topics like fan service and anime, the good, the bad. The um, ugly. The <laughs> 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 the shonen, uh, <laughs> the good, the bad, and the shonen. <laughs> the good, the bad, and the shogoki no soma. <laughs> shogoki no soma. Hey, hey, you, you're just a hater, Mike. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Type in anime on YouTube and tell me I'm a hater. <laughs> type in anime to Google Images and tell me I'm a hater. <laughs> hey, I'm new to anime. Let me see what this is all about. Google Images, anime. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I don't think I want to be here anymore. I need an adult. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> and I think we can like keep um, the discussion going. We we have plenty of topics to discuss. Oh, for um, sure. Yeah, every day from the anime community on different social media platforms, we see different issues being. Uh, put forward and we can uh, pick pick them up we can discuss about them we can interact with our audience you know mm-hmm. uh, the anime community that would be fun you know that going forward yeah absolutely yeah all right well um is there anything in the upcoming season that you know, were were interested in watching i know there's a few things that kind of popped out to me um Honestly, I've been a little bit out of it. I've been super busy uh, doing, you know, the the Twitter account and on the podcast and all that for the film Exile. So I'm mm-hmm. starting to, to slowly transition over to to the Ronin Council and and start uh, 
watching more anime and things like that. But so, you know, I'll start becoming more familiar with this stuff pretty soon. But um, how about you, you know, P, anything that you uh, notice that you want to see? Yeah, I'll just start off with this. Um, this year is going to be a good year for me because a lot of my favorite anime are, uh, are returning, especially Haikyuu after like two, three years mm. without any confirmation, any news whatsoever. They just dropped it that this season is coming out this year mm-hmm. and the whole whole fandom on Twitter just lost their shit. <laughs> um, so Taiku, uh, Attack on Titan, um, uh, My Hero Academia, uh, Bungo, Stray Dogs, mm-hmm. these were the, the main ones that the uh, Twitter community keeps talking about. They are returning. So I'm happy about that. And this season... Um, that's starting right now. Uh, I'm very interested in Mob Psycho Hundred. Mm-hmm. I, I I watched a couple of episodes of uh, season one, and I was it was really good. I I uh, and I enjoyed the other anime from the same manga artist, uh, One Punch Man. That was fantastic. Mm-hmm. So I'm go- I'm gonna go back, finish the first season, and start the second season. Um. Uh, I think the I think there have been two episodes that have dropped so far, so I need to catch up on that. Nice. Yeah. Um, for me, I'd have to say like a lot of these movies are really um, getting me getting me excited. Mm. One of my most ex- uh, my most interested ones is actually uh, the sequel to a Amazon a- uh, original anime series called Princess Principle. Which is a super hyper stylish steampunk spy clandestine kind of anime with uh, this really cool like steampunk high, like advanced technology kind of uh, undertones to it. It's it's really really cool. So they're making mm-hmm. a movie based off of that. I'm really excited about. Ooh, they're nice. making a movie. A, a movie sequel to the Psychopath series, which there's been. Oh, dude, Psychopath is so good. So good. <laughs> they they kind of ru- ruined the second season towards the end, but but first season is just it's flawless. Incredible man. Uh, the the antagonist, holy, oh. oh, one of the best. Ah, yes. <laughs> yes, my man. Oh, oh. so. Yeah, I'm I'm hyped about that. Um, and uh, there was a few OVAs too. Like uh, I'm really excited to see uh, more from, of course, uh, Boku no Hero Academia. I'm a little bit behind on that, but to be honest, that's completely fine because I can binge that so quick. And I feel like with these animes, like it's it's a good kind of like feel good, like watch it and just kind of like mm-hmm. catch up with your characters kind of anime. But I don't feel like when you watch a show like this, it doesn't always feel like every episode is like, okay, we have to do what we got to do because it's going to end. It always mm. feels like, oh, let's just kind of you know take our time and, and waddle along. And it feels just very casual, and I don't like that all the time. I don't mind mm. watching some casual animes, but it's like if I'm going to just casually watch an anime, I could be playing video games. That's for the very same reason I don't watch what people will call – like a lot of big blockbuster 
just you know mm-hmm. have fun and and just you know it's just to have fun and not really take seriously kind of movies and i mm-hmm. totally respect their existence but if i'm going to just sit back and kind of let my brain kind of just wander i'd rather play video games or you know just just sit on Twitter for like two or three hours, you know, <laughs> like I can waste a lot of time doing that. You know, I'd rather do that than, than, uh, wasting my time on an anime. I don't feel it's like being taken super seriously. So that's just me personally. It's, it's only my personal opinion. Careful now, Mike, <laughs> you're going to lose all our followers before we even start <laughs> going after my hero, bro. <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm not going to pull a WB and really in with these like fake promises and then, Pull the rug out from underneath you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so um, a couple of anime that I am interested in this season: uh, Yakusoku no Neverland. It look it sounds oh, uh, yeah. Interesting. Um, my brother was telling me about that uh, Neverland. Promise Neverland, yeah. right? A couple, a bunch of orphans uh, find out that they're being um, raised to be uh, sent as like food meat mm. to like demons or something and they band together to fight these demons and um the uh, the orphanage hunter, hunter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> chimera antarga <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh. yeah this this sounds good oh yeah kakegurui um is that is that a sequel to that one, like the gambling one? Gambling one. I really loved the first season. Like yeah. the, the way they showed the different characters. It's like another character analysis uh, anime. You, sh- you see different characters at their worst, you know, and mm-hmm. like what they're made of and stuff. And it's brilliant. Like the animation is just brilliant. I, I love that. So I'm really looking forward to that. And, um, uh, looking forward to Boogie Pop wa Varavanai. Yeah, yeah, I saw. Um, I saw. I think was it a maybe it was like a trailer or a little sneak peek or or maybe it was just a poster. But yeah, I've seen that around. Yeah, the mm-hmm. Boogie Pop. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know what the the Japanese uh, word for it is, but uh, yeah, I know I know what you're talking about. What is that about? I think it's it's about this uh, urban legend about the Shinigami that can release people from the pain they're suffering. And it turns out the urban legend is true. It's like the boogeyman, kind of. Uh-huh. And there are, uh, there's a rash of uh, fe- uh, female students being abducted or dis- they disappear from an mm. academy. And um, there's a mystery going on. And somehow this mysterious urban legend is involved. It, mm. it sounds like the the uh, genre that I'm kind of interested in. Like yeah. I've seen a couple of animes in this kind of genre. You know, a mystery is involved and there's like this uh, larger than life character involved in it and at the center or, or some urban legend at the center. Mm-hmm. And you unravel the mystery as the anime goes. And I, I like that kind of anime. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Well, any, anything else that you are were interested in? Um, Manaria Friends about um, a, a magic academy teaching magic uh, to three different classes of people: men, gods, and demons. 
and they frequently engage with each other in battle. It sounds interesting. I like uh, the magic genre as a whole. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I try to watch as much as I can from the genre. So that's, that feels interesting. Then... Um, Dragon Ball Super Broly. <laughs> I'm, I'm not a big Dragon Ball fan. <laughs> Come on, man. That character development. He goes from... <laughs> Wait, yellow hair, black hair to yellow hair to blue hair. <laughs> hey, that's more developing than some movies get, you know? Might be. <laughs> followers first, man. <laughs> Why are you doing this, man? Ah, <laughs> uh, um, I'm a jerk sometimes. That's okay. Go get over it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think these are the ones that I'm really looking forward to this season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's um yeah, and there's probably more that I kind of skimmed over um uh that you know I haven't really gotten to, uh, to mention yet because there's a bunch on here and sometimes what happens is I'll just check some out and I don't really know what it is I just kind of just check it out see what you know what's interesting and maybe watch like the first episode and uh, and then I'll really like it you know like here mm-hmm. uh, looks like Yojo Senki. Like, you know, uh, basically uh, Lolly Hitler. <laughs> you, you know, <laughs> okay. that's, getting a, that's getting a movie. <laughs> so I, I remember watching the, uh, the first season. It was pretty good, you know. Uh-huh. Basically, this guy, like, you know, he, uh, he like, reincarnates as, like, a, as like a, a little girl. Um, but he is in this, like, sort of like steampunk kind of world where uh, you, yeah, okay. yeah. Yeah. And he's like this general of like this army, you know, and uh, it's just, it's really, really strange, <laughs> but it's, it's, it's hilarious to watch. <laughs> and it's kind of, it's kind of, it's serious, but it's just so strange and it's hard to like not laugh at times, <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's pretty awesome. You know? Yeah. Um, I found another one that I'm. Uh, I was looking forward to, uh, Dororo. Dor- oh, Dororo, dude, that's yeah. that's been around forever. Oh, oh. is? It? I, well, I think yeah, it's... Dor- Dororo. That's the uh, that's like the blue cat guy, right? That's well, Doraemon, bro. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> how dare you! That's, 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 okay, uh, episode one. <laughs> the uh, running council is adjourned. <laughs> I, I, oh, I hate that blue cat, man. I just oh, hit, man. I mean, I don't I hate have, the blue I cat. I haven't actually seen any of the. Uh, I haven't actually seen any of the <laughs> of the anime. I just know that it's the rose or something. anime anime. Uh, uh, another anime channel which showed like these um, uh, family friendly animes you know with the really uh, stupid animation style like Korean Chin Chan yeah like that like that and they should family friendly I don't think it is it's not family friendly but it's not as um, overtly you know um, yeah uh, I guess you <laughs> you got it right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's all it's not, some it's not overtly shown in. <laughs> not shown in, but like you know, like you, uh, you get it right. Yeah. So, so it, Doraemon, I saw it. Like it was the only thing 
on, right? So my brother used to watch it, and I used to watch it with him. And it was dubbed in Hindi, and it was the worst. Like that kid, I just wanted to kick the shit out of that kid, man. <laughs> he was such a useless piece of shit. Nobita, Nobita, whatever. He, just, he used to come crying every episode. Doraemon, Doraemon, please help me. Oh no, oh. man. Uh, so please don't mention Doraemon in front of me. That's your trigger, it, huh? Okay. I'll have, to, I'll have to get that on the soundboard and like just hit that whenever you're getting on my nerves. <laughs> uh, yeah. Cool. So this, this this is called Dororo. It's Dororo. um. Yeah, it's about a samurai lord who barters his son o- son away, right? His newborn son's organs away to 48 demons in, exten- in exchange for dominance on the battlefield. That's that's a basic premise, right? But the son survives thanks to some uh, medicine man who e- equips him with uh, primitive prosthetics. Uh, so so that you're he can- telling me that you don't want to watch Violet Evergarden because you feel it's dark. And then you want to watch Dororo. <laughs> I didn't say I won't watch it. I, I said I, I was going to prepare myself no, that feels to dark watch it. This is like a whole new level of dark. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I know, I know. But like, I don't know. I, I, I'll, I'll get around to watching Violet Everdeen one of these days. Pretty soon. Violet Everdeen? What did you say? Ever, Evergarden, Evergarden, sorry. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. You, you mix like Katniss Everdeen oh my goodness oh man we we lost like all of our credibility (laughs) we started off really well (laughs) (laughs) good times go go ahead Yeah, so that's it yeah this is the last one that uh, I was going to mention Okay, cool. Well, cool. Well, that was a that was a pretty fun first episode of of the Ronin Council. Um, we want to invite everyone back uh, for the next episode. We're not honestly sure what we're gonna do yet. Um, we're gonna get that together, but we wanted to kind of get a kind of general feel of what the episodes are gonna be like, what we're gonna talk about, and you know what what we're gonna be talking about, uh, and just the general premise of the, of the show. But we do have an email. It's the Ronin Council uh, at gmail.com. Uh, you know, it might be Ronin Council at gmail.com. Uh, I'll go ahead and put that in the show notes. <laughs> it's either Ronin Council or the Ronin Council in the show notes. Yeah, I'll just check one second. Um, sure. And um, we also... It's, it's Ronin Council at gmail.com. Great. Got it. So Ronin Council at gmail.com. Um, and we will have a Twitter up soon. You know what? We're, yeah. We, yeah we, by this time, the, by yeah, this time, we have a Twitter. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's at Ronin Council. That's it. Simple as that. Sim- simple yep. as that. <laughs> also, uh, where can they catch you at, Pranav? Uh, you, can get, uh, you can catch me on Twitter at PranavPK95. P R A N A V P K ninety five or at Keenan Weeb K E N A N W E E B. All right, and you can catch me at Velcro sixteen. That's V E L K R O one six. That's Velcro spelled wrong with K, and that's Millennial Mike. It's my Twitter name. But we appreciate you guys stopping in, and we'll catch you next time. Bye. 
Righteousness is the thing that I hate Cause it doesn't do any good for anyone And everyone thinks everything is okay If they just obey I don't wanna think about what they see When they look up and see